Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to the top five from The Ray Taylor Show, where each week I rank movies and TV shows sometimes in a variety of categories, from franchise and subgenre to directors and actors. No film or TV show is left unwatched as I break down my top five picks, so join me every Sunday for new episodes and get ready to dive into the world of film and television with top five from The Ray Taylor Show. In this episode, I will be ranking my top five animated shorts from Love, Death, and Robots, Volume 2. That's right, I did Volume 1 already, which you can see on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder. If you want to see how I ranked the 18 films, or five of the 18 films from Volume 1. And for those that aren't aware, Love, Death, and Robots is an anthology series on Netflix that showcases a collection of animated short films. It was created by Tim Miller, the director of Deadpool, and David Fincher, the acclaimed filmmaker behind Fight Club and Gone Girl. The series explores various genres, including science fiction, fantasy, horror, and comedy, uh, presenting a diverse range of stories. Each episode of Love, Death, and Robots is a standalone narrative typically ranging from 5 to 20 minutes in length. The episodes feature different animation styles, ranging from traditional 2D animation to computer-generated uh, 3D animation and photorealistic visuals. The series is known for its visually stunning and highly detailed animation. The themes explored in Love, Death, and Robots revolve around as the title suggests, Love, Death, and Robots, a.k.a. Technology. The stories often delve into thought-provoking concepts, futuristic technologies, artificial intelligence, and human the human condition. The series isn't afraid to explore mature and dark themes, and some episodes contain explicit content, including violence, nudity, and sexual scenes. Viewer discretion is advised, as it were. Due to its anthology format the episodes of love death and robots vary wildly in tone and subject matter some episodes offer introspective and philosophical narratives while others are action-packed and filled with suspense the series often leaves room for open-ended conclusions encouraging viewers to contemplate the ideas presented as an anthology each viewer may have different favorite episodes based on their personal preferences so this episode right here is all about my particular top five animated shorts from the Love, Death, and Robots series, Volume 2. Starting off with my fifth favorite Love, Death, and Robots film, short film from Volume 2. This is, I think many of them are short films that I would love to see extended into a full-length narrative. Very rarely do I think, every once in a while, there will be one that I love that I think is perfect as it is as a short film. Uh, but this is one that I loved the world building. I love the premise. I would love to see a film based on this short film. Coming in at number five is Pop Squad. This has a runtime of only 18 minutes. Directed by Frank Balson and Jennifer U. Nelson. Based on a short story by Paolo uh, Bakugulupi. Produced by Blur Studio and Little Zoo Studio, Pop Squad follows a cop named Briggs 
He was charged with fighting the scour of overpopulation and is haunted by the human toll of his work. Finding breeders and killing their offspring, the rich control, the resources, and forbid anyone from having unregistered offspring. The rules exist so that people can live forever as long as they keep the population down. Pop Squad is also the first attempt at the realistic CGI look in the second season. And the animation style is great mix of realistic and uh, stylistic animation. Very Matrix vibes, The Batman, uh, or Seven even, to uh, elicit a David Fincher film. Uh, all of those aesthetics, I think, are, are kind of present in this short film. Uh, that's great. It's like such an interesting thing, overpopulation. People can kind of just live forever. So, of course, you don't want people having kids. And this guy is charged with doing something horrible, basically going out and killing people and children who exist. Pretty brutal. Also, the world is like toys because no kids exist really like very few and i'm sure only certain people are allowed to have children probably the most wealthy people are the only ones who can get a registration to have children uh, so toys are basically collectibles although toys are in many ways collectibles now with the adult children that exist but uh, they were collectibles in much different way um, because there's no need for toys really so an interesting world with no kids. What is that like? Almost like Children of Men kind of a vibe. Uh, would love to see this blown up and turn into a full-length film. like Kind of like Children of Men, but even more of a sci-fi twinge to it. Give it maybe a little bit darker. You know, especially with the fact that, like, you can't... People can have kids as opposed to Children of Men where people just can no longer reproduce. Uh, but they're being regulated. That would be great. I would love to see that. So coming in number five, my fifth favorite short film from the Love, Death, and Robots Volume 2 on Netflix is Pop Squad. Moving on to my fourth favorite short animated feature on Love, Death, and Robots Volume 2. This one is just, it's beautiful. The animation's beautiful. The writing is beautiful. And the way it's executed is kind of amazing. I don't know necessarily I want to see... I think this one works perfectly as a short film. I don't necessarily want to see this blown up into something bigger. It could, but it would be more of the technology or the the way in which they use the technology, I guess. Uh, but coming in number four, my fourth favorite short film from the Love, Death, and Robot series is The Drowned Giant. This is a 13-minute short film directed by Tim Miller. The episode is based on a short story by J.G. Ballard, produced by Blur Studio. Uh, when a 200-foot-tall naked body washes ashore outside a small fish fishing village, crowds gather to witness the spectacle. A local scientist documents the uh, Leviathan's surrender to nature. The drowned giant presents a visually striking and uh, atmospheric setting, combining uh, photorealistic animation with darker and grittier elements. Very hyper-real. The cars, the setting, all of those things are very photorealistic. The people kind of look more Polar Expressy, 
so there's that kind of uh, uncanny valley with the people for sure, but everything else, very photorealistic. Uh, the scale is amazing to see this 400-foot giant, and he just looks like a normal 20-year-old dude that's n naked and laying on a beach. Um, but seeing the people as they climb up and also seeing as this giant slowly, like, like decomposes, seeing how the skin swells and bloats, the eyes get ghost over and, uh, how they start to remove it, how the parts of the body, like remnants of the body are kind of taken and seen throughout town by people who collected them. But all of this is kind of narrated and there's this voiceover that's a very poetic voiceover of the scientists just kind of contemplating everything that, that we're seeing, which I really enjoyed that. That aspect of it, very beautiful. The animation, the look of it, the scale, all amazing. And, uh, you know, I, I really liked it. It's just it's just one of those where I think Todd's like it's a perfect short film and I liked what they did and everything works perfectly except for, I mean, some of the people look and it's just weird how like human faces and things like I think if you were to freeze frame any aspect of this, you could convince people that it's a photo. But when they start to move, you can tell in the movements of the people that they're digitally animated. But anyway, coming in at number four, my fourth favorite short film from the Love, Death and Robots short film series on Netflix volume two is the drowned giant let's take a quick break right now to talk about are you a fan of original artwork and live events look no further than the many faces series by ray taylor and the weekly live stream over at youtube.com slash inspired disorder this ongoing series explores the endless possibilities of the human face through abstract ink paintings on paper capturing unique expressions of emotion, mood, tone, and energy in just a few minimal features. Join me every Thursday at 4.20 Pacific Time as I paint live. Follow the Many Faces series and discover the endless possibilities of the human face. Don't miss out on this opportunity to be part of the action and own a piece of original artwork by me, Ray Taylor, Head to youtube.com slash inspired disorder every Thursday to catch the live stream and visit inspireddisorder.com to browse and purchase the many faces artwork. And now let's get back to the show. Moving on to my third favorite animated short film from Love, Death and Robots Volume 2 is one I would love to see. This was so much fun. This is probably one of the most fun ones of all of them uh this is also the first one that plays so i guess it would be episode one unless there's random orders either way it's coming in here at number three automated customer service this is only a 12 minute long short film uh this episode was directed by meat department the meat department uh which is comprised of kevin danver Mirren and david nicholas and written by john Scalzi is based on a short story by written by John Scalzi, produced by Blur Studio and Atoll Studio. If you're home cleaning until it attempts to murder in uh, your if you're home cleaning unit 
starts to is attempting to murder you, please press three. God, it's a horrible reading of that. That if your home cleaning unit is attempting to murder you, please press three. There you go. That's that's it. Uh, and automatic customer service. The story takes place in like a futuristic retirement city where advanced technology and automation have become normalized in every way from this dog walker that vacuums up the dog shit after they shit they got people in like robotic legs like they're not necessarily disabled but they're just sitting in these robotic legs that walk them around town uh there's people playing tennis in virtual reality so they're literally literally sitting on the sidelines of a tennis court wearing VR goggles and the little handles. And on the tennis court are robot robots that are doing the physical actions that these people are playing against each other in virtual reality. Uh, just a, such an interesting world. Uh, Self-driving golf carts because retirement community. Nobody's driving cars. They just got golf carts people just wasted sleeping it is it is just an all old people all the craziest technology and the episode specifically revolves around an old lady named janet voiced by nancy lineary and who is seeking assistance from the for her malfunctioning automated customer service unit which is kind of like a robotic maid in some ways that looks like a marble cube that unfolds into different attachments and has different abilities, but it goes from vacuuming to starting to purge mode, which thinks that it's purging a rodent infestation, but then ends up kind of just attacking her full on. Uh, meanwhile, she's on this like automated customer service line. Who's on the side of the robot, which is kind of crazy. So it's like this old lady, and the animation's crazy. It's like got kind of like normal, like very exaggerated, but the heads are like gigantic heads. Like if you were to stick a head on somebody and the neck went from one shoulder to the other shoulder and how that would scale up to a head, that's how big these heads are in these characters, which is an inter interesting kind of like caricature look to these animated characters. The episode highlights the frustrations and absurdity of dealing with automated customer service systems that often fail underneath uh, to understand or address the customer's actual needs. The satirize, it satirizes the increasing reliance on technology and automation, questioning the human element and genuine customer care in a world dominated by artificial intelligence. Automated customer service features a mix of dark humor, social commentary, and dystopian setting. Uh, and the story unfolds in a variety of short, in a very short runtime, uh, encapsulating the challenges of navigating automated systems. Uh, systems that uh frustration that can arise from such encounters this is has a lot of fun action as this old lady is like running away from this maid this cube marble cube maid that's after her trying to attack her meanwhile the customer service line is like throw your dog in front of it to distract it so you can turn it off there's this cute little puffball dog uh, the neighbor guy is a gun nut, so this movie, and this short film in some way, is kind of pro-gun, anti-technology, which uh, set aside the politics of that. Uh, it's still fun. 
But it ends in such a John Wick fashion. As in, which spoilers for John Wick 2, I think? Where you find out homeless people are actual assassins. And because John Wick broke some rule, now they're all after him. And seeing how he now he has to get away from like hordes of people. The same thing happens in this where this old lady finally gets out. But because she destroyed this robot... Now all of the robots in this retirement community are after her and her neighbor that has the gun as they speed away in their electric go-kart. This is one I would love to see turned into a movie. It, 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 it's, just, it's so much fun. It's a blast to watch. Would love to see his full length. Automated customer service coming here at number three. My third favorite animated short from Love, Death, and Robots Volume 2. Moving on to my second favorite this is another one i could see as a larger movie i could see this as a franchise it the animation style is amazing the story is super interesting uh the ideas it has in this movie in this short film are amazing uh, so coming in at number two is snow in the desert this is an 18 minute long short film this episode was directed by dominique boyden leon burrell Remy Kozira Maxim Lurim, based on the short story written by Neil Asher, produced by Blur Studio, uh, as well as Unit Image. In an arid, scorching planet at the edge of the galactic civilization, an ageless albino named Snow is hunted by an assortment of hired killers but after a beautiful stranger named Herald saves his life she reveals her own plans for him snow in the desert is easily the best episode but it's only sitting here at number two of love death and robots season two could have been number one but there's one other that i enjoyed more than this it's the short it's the sort of thing that could be expanded easily into a full-length feature film it's an interesting world, concepts, characters, themes make for an experience that leaves you wanting more. Even though its story is capped off extremely well, it's still something that I feel like it's an idea they could easily flesh out into a lot more. Uh, punishments in this world, when he's at least in this area where he goes in, which is crazy, it's like this desert land, very much like a post-apocalyptic Star Wars kind of a... a vibe walking into this town outside of the town the people have been captured and are being punished are locked in these like clear pods in the scorching sun right so they're in like these in little encased greenhouses almost so like inside you can see the humidity from them just breathing and sweating steaming up the these clear pods but the sun beating down, it has got to be the worst torture I could think of. Like, even worse than just being forced to be out in the desert sun, which would kill you and destroy you. But to contain that into a clear canister where you're also building up this humidity is just, and I'm sure smelling yourself die as well. Crazy. Uh, this character Snow regenerate, regenerates limbs lives forever like very interesting type of a character 
they want his balls to extract his special abilities. Uh, you know, so much of this looks so photorealistic. It's great. The the movements still make it seem like CG, but better than the pop the pop uh, whatever that one was called, Pop Squad. Um, but since everything's digital and created in the same kind of way, and it's not mixing CGI and live action like a lot of superhero movies are, because everything's kind of in that same look, it's so it, everything fits. Every nothing stands out in the same way having a digital character in a live action movie stands out. So I appreciate that because there are creatures that are non-human creatures that look great because it's in it's it blends it it's consistent with the aesthetic of everything else. Uh it's also got great fight scenes, great action, uh interesting premise, all of that stuff. So that's why coming here at number 2 is Snow in the Desert. Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about attention, attention all Ray, Ray Taylor, Taylor show, show fans. fans. We're excited to announce we've just released a line of exclusive merchandise featuring original artwork inspired by the show. Our high quality shirts and biodegradable phone cases are a perfect way to show your support for the show and make a great gift for any fan. Plus, with each purchase, you'll be helping us continue to bring you great content. So don't wait, head on over to inspiredisorder.com now and check out the full collection. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll show your support by grabbing some Ray Taylor Show merchandise today. And now, let's get back to the show. Moving on to my favorite short film of Love, Death, and Robots, Volume 2 on Netflix. This one blew me away. This has to be. They need to use this style, the ideas in this, to make a movie. And I will love it. Hopefully, decent writing. But this is great. It's also one of the shortest ones on this list. Coming in at number one, my favorite short film from Love, Death, and Robots, Volume 2, is All Through the House. This is only seven minutes long. Directed by Elliot Deer, based on a short story written by uh, Jachim Hedgermans. What's with that name, bro? Produced by Blur Studio, Blink Industries, which I think Blur Studios did all of them, but there's different animation studios that did some of these. Bl Blink uh, did the animation. This is on Christmas Eve. This is a Christmas short film. But a little bit more. It's got some teeth to it. It's Christmas Eve. A young girl and her little brother lie awake when a jingle of bells announces St. Nick's arrival. They sneak downstairs hoping to catch a glimpse of the mythical gift giver but find something unexpected. The episode is stop motion animation offerings from Blink Studios. So it has that christmas special stop motion look right like so many classic christmas stories perfect adorable children's face stop motion these little kids scampering downstairs to get a look at santa but this episode also has horror aspects and sci-fi Replacing robots with aliens. 
Like Ice, which is another short film in, in volume two. The short also tends to ignore themes of love and death. It's very different, but I, I don't care. Sticking closely to a story about the consequences for good or bad children. The crazy alien creature is a mix of the alien versus alien, right? So you're contrasting the adorable stop-motion stop animation look of the children and the world with a grotesque monster that looks like wet and slimy like alien. It's colored different than alien. I think it's red. But also the creature from that Del Toro movie where he puts his hands over his eyes and the eyes are in the palms of the hands. Like, imagine that kind of a creature coming out of the mouth of the alien creature in Alien. That's kind of the creature that is Saint Nick. He's not some jolly fat man. It is an alien creature that smells the kids and based on their smell identifies them and vomits up their gifts to which they both get exactly what they want. But afterwards, when they go back to their beds, the little girl asks the question, what would have happened if we weren't good? That, sh that, that changes the naughty list for Santa Claus quite a bit when Santa Claus is a absolutely terrifying alien. So fucking good. The contrast between the Christmas adorable like cherub-like kids in stop-motion animation and the horrific alien monster is perfect. I would love to see a full-length Christmas horror film based on this with the exact same look, the exact same aesthetic. I think it's perfect. It is amazing. That's why it's here at number one, all through the house. Some honorable mentions. The tall grass was great. Uh, th this guy on a train ride that stops. He goes outside to have a smoke break, and he sees something in the tall grass. And when he goes into the tall grass, he gets lost. And the train is about to go. And he sees the things that were glowing in the tall grass are like these zombie alien creatures, which are horror. It's very much a horror type of genre, the tall grass. It is great. It's great. I really liked it. Didn't make the list. Honorable mention. Also, Life Hutch, which is a great kind of proof of concept scene, which feels like Lucky 13 in a lot of ways, which was in volume one, which seemed more like live action that had a lot of digital composites over it. Um, an interesting scene where a guy is trapped in a room with a robot that's malfunctioning similar to the the uh, automated customer service, but it's more of a sci-fi on a planet, sci-fi military type of a look, and it's him trying to survive being locked in this room with this robot. It's pretty great. Also, honorable mention, didn't make my list. But So Tall Grass, Life Hutch, honorable mentions. My recap for my top five favorite list, let's do that and we'll get out of here. This is my top five favorite short animated films from Love, Death, and Robots, Volume 2 on Netflix. 
Starting off with number five is Pop Squad. Number four is The Drowned Giant. Number three is Automated Customer Service. Number two is Snow in the Desert. And my number one favorite short animated film from Love, Death, and Robots, Volume 2, is All Through the House. I want to thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Top 5 show from Ray Taylor Show. Top 5 from the Ray Taylor Show. I hope you enjoyed my rankings and analysis of my Top 5. Let me know how you would rank your favorite Top 5 episodes from Volume 2 of Love, Love, Death, and Robots. Is there a different list? Are there shorts that you think I should have had that didn't even make my honorable mentions? I would love to hear it. Let me know what your lists are. And... uh Join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on youtube.com slash inspired disorder. If you're watching this, don't forget to tune in next Sunday for an all new episode. See you again next week for more top five new episodes of the Ray Taylor show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at inspiredisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.